Welcome to Building the Future, hosted by Kevin Horick. With millions of listeners a month, Building the Future has quickly become one of the fastest rising programs with a focus on interviewing startups, entrepreneurs, investors, CEOs, and more. The radio and TV show airs in 15 markets across the globe, including Silicon Valley. For full showtimes, past episodes, or to sponsor the show, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com. Today's show is brought to you by OnPay, the new standard in payroll. You can pay employees and contractors in minutes, automate your payroll taxes and filings, as well as provide health benefits and HR in all 50 states. For more information, visit buildingthefutureshow.com slash onpay. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Arthur Nagu Yang Kao. He's the co-founder and CEO at Octify. Arthur, welcome to the show. Yeah, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on the show. I think what you guys are doing at Octify is actually very innovative and cool. But maybe before we get into that, let's get to know you a little bit better and start off with where you grew up. Sure, yeah. So I grew up in Calgary, Alberta, uh, okay. in Canada. Very cool. And I, I actually took a much less traditional route into the startup space than most. So I, I know like most people, you know, have previous startup experience or uh, have worked in private industry for a long time before starting a venture of their own. Um, and usually that extends into high school, but, um, in high school, I wanted to do something completely different. Okay. What was that? Um, so they had that childish ambition for doing kind of like fantastical like things like, Oh, I want to be a fighter jet pilot, or I want to be a race car driver Sure. that most people grow out of when they get older. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I never, I never grew out of that myself. Like when I was a kid, I always wanted to become a pilot myself. So I, I joined the air cadet program when I was 12. And I eventually ended up getting selected for this competitive pilot training program when I was 15. Very cool. So, yeah, so I ended up getting my glider pilot's license and my private pilot's license through the program. But after going through this process, I sort of began to feel like something was missing. Like, it wasn't enough to just use these, like, awesome and amazing pieces of technology, you know, just from the cockpit. I wanted to be able to understand and build these technologies myself and and have the skills to do it. So around the same time in high school, I started getting really into programming and engineering. And okay. yeah, I'd find myself just uh, spending hours on the bus or just at lunch programming and working away, working on random projects and learning new languages. And, you know, once I did that, I, I realized the magnitude of what you can do with software. And that's what really got me into entrepreneurship. Interesting. So you went to university what did you take? I, you just kind of answered the question, but let's dive into that. Sure, yeah. Uh, so I went to college at the University of Toronto, um, and I got into the engineering science program there, and that's also where I met my co-founder, Hisham. Okay. And, yeah, while I was in university, I really wanted to prove to myself that I could make it in entrepreneurship, like in terms of grit and work ethic. Um, so... One of the things I, I did to prove this to myself is that my roommate and I um, actually did the, the dollar a day challenge. Um, have, have you heard of that before? Uh, I have, but for people that haven't, do you want to explain that quickly? Sure, yeah. So basically, Elon Musk, back in like the 70s or 80s, challenged himself um, 
to basically survive off of only spending a dollar each day on food. So, yeah, so we basically did that. Um, and, and that kind of helped build that confidence required to get into entrepreneurship. The other thing I did uh, early in university to kind of prove to myself that I, I had what it takes is um, I, I ended up taking on three jobs in the summer of my first year. Wow. So I took on two research assistantships in aerospace engineering. And I, I also was simultaneously doing one full-time job as a software developer at General Electric. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so this got super busy. Um, I was typically working 80 to 100 hours a week. But afterwards, I was much more confident in my work ethic and my ability to make it as a successful entrepreneur. So why did you feel like you had to prove that to yourself? Um, you know, I think it takes a certain type of personality Agreed. to, you know, be able to stick with something like entrepreneurship. And a lot of people, um, I feel like you, you have to be really self-motivated. And yeah. a lot of people prefer to, you know, have the, the path um, basically laid out for them. Right. And, and that's fine. Like, like have a very straightforward career path and have each milestone uh, very clearly laid out in front of them. But with entrepreneurship, you know, you need to be able to, to stick it through, through, um, through when things get really tough. And that's not always easy to do, especially when there's no clear path ahead or you have to determine that for yourself. Sure. No, that, that makes, makes a lot of sense. So walk us through the rest of your journey up until Octify and then what exactly is it and how did you guys come up with the idea? Sure, yeah. Um, so basically when I started thinking about this, uh, it was first when I was doing I think I started thinking about it at first during that first year when I was doing those three jobs. And maintaining an 100-hour work week was really not easy. I was always trying to optimize and find ways to make myself more efficient because, okay. you know, there's only 168 hours in a week. And on average, there's only 4,700 some weeks in a lifetime, which isn't that much. So if I always felt like if I wasn't constantly working to better myself or improve my life or the lives of people around me, then I'm basically just losing out on my maximum potential. So this was kind of the first problem I encountered that planted the seeds for what would eventually become Octify. Okay, interesting. So how did you come up with the idea and then what made you actually decide to go for it and start building this thing? Yeah, um, yeah, that's a good question. So while, while I was at University of Toronto, I also discovered something else that was really interesting. Um, I, I discovered Adderall, basically. And I, I heard about study drugs before. Um, so basically, for background for anyone that doesn't know, Adderall is a, is a type of ADHD medication. Um, it's a stimulant that helps people with ADHD focus better. But what I found was that um, what I found in university was that people were using it not just for ADHD, but people were using it just to stay focused and to try and procrastinate less when they're studying for exams. Interesting. And it's highly addictive, isn't it, if I'm correct? Yeah, exactly. It, like, I thought it was insane. Like, you're basically willing to risk your health and, and risk getting a drug dependency uh, just, just to become more productive. And when I did a bit more research into it, I realized how bad the problem is. Surveys indicate that between 
25 to 35% of university students use or depend on these sorts of harmful stimulants to stay sure. focused. Well, and that's the people that are willing to report it. It's probably a lot higher than that. Exactly. Yeah, so it's a, it's a massive problem, and these things have really negative long-term side effects. Sure. And I, I don't blame students for it either. I mean, it's really hard for a lot of people to ramp up and meet the demands of the university from high school, and unless you have the right guidance and direction, you're going to like you're going to resort to these short-term solutions just because of the competitive nature of the university. Sure. No, that makes sense. Okay. So then how did you guys like walk us through the journey of coming up with the idea and, and actually building uh, these glasses? Yeah. So um, the basically what I'm getting to is that the problem here that I encounter through these experiences is that people are inherently bad at self-managing. It's, it's hard to stay 100% efficient. It's really hard to stay focused um, for long periods of time. And once you get distracted, it takes a long time to get back into it. Um, but but we, can, we can make this a lot easier for people with tech because people themselves, um, like we're not like computers that can run multiple threads at once. We can really only effectively focus on one thing at a time. That's right. why we lose track of time so often. That's why we get distracted so easily. Um, but if we can use technology to help us manage these other external factors, uh, and then I think that there's, there's a huge potential there. And that's how we kind of got started with Octify and using how, how we can use technology to help us manage our time and be a lot more efficient and really just get more out of life. So we looked into all sorts of different solutions. Um, and the one that stuck out to us the most um, after talking to our potential users was um, a hardware solution. So a wearable device that could basically, you know, track what you do throughout the day and give you real time feedback on how to stay productive and how to minimize you know, low value or no value activities. Interesting. So walk us through then how you came to actually decide to build glasses because like the people probably didn't tell you, well, I think maybe like smart glasses would make sense. Like how did you come up with that idea? Yeah. Um, so basically um, wearable devices are, are not something that people inherently go out of their, their way to purchase. We, we wanted to make something that appealed to the average consumer. And it was, it's something that people are already comfortable with wearing on a day-to-day. -day. Right. So a great example of that is like a watch, like a Fitbit, right? That's yeah. how Fitbit and Apple Watches, you know, that sort of technology took off. And for us, because you need so many sensors, um, including like an image sensor to get all the information you need to track these activities, um, naturally we came to the idea of glasses it if, if we made the glasses look normal um you could basically wear them and no one would notice it would fit seamlessly into your everyday life and you'd be also be able to collect all this data and um and improve your improve your everyday in the meantime okay so how exactly do the glasses work and walk us through the prototyping journey because, well, let's be honest here. Like there's a lot bigger, well-known companies that have built smart glasses and kind of failed, right? Like I think Google Glass is probably the most, uh, 
one that people know and I know you can still buy them for enterprise, but like for consumers, they've kind of completely failed because they really didn't like didn't look like glasses. They were basically rims with lenses and a little piece over top. But like your glasses really look like real glasses. They don't look like smart glasses, right? And I know that's what you were trying to go for, but walk us through that journey of actually doing that because that's very challenging. Yeah, it's it definitely been a challenge. And I'll, I'll speak to um, kind of the, the other smart glasses competitors on the market and what people sure. have previously tried before sure. first, and then I'll start talking about our features. So um, the problem that we found with most smart glasses is that they're not designed for the average consumer. I mean, they're, they're cool pieces of tech, but they're sure. really just that. They yeah. don't solve a particular problem that people have. So they end up only being appealing to the, the gadget collector market. Interesting, and sure. We saw this with the Google Glass. Um, and we saw this with Vocals by North, and they had made these incredible advances in technology with their, their built-in displays and whatnot, but it seems that they overestimated the size of this gadget collector market. And with, with Octify, we didn't even start out with the idea for smart classes. We wanted to solve the problem of procrastination and how to keep people productive so that you can get the most out of your day. Yeah, and without drugs. through our research and our... Exactly, yeah. And only through our iterative processes, we found that smart glasses were the most robust and seamless solution. Very cool. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah. So um, I guess the key advice here for entrepreneurs is start with a problem, not a solution. And yeah, you also asked about the features. So uh, as for the features that, that our smart glasses have, basically how they work is um, specs first pair with our companion app on the user's phone through Bluetooth, which they can use to select which activities they consider to be productive and which distractions um, like TV or video games uh, that they want specs to help them avoid. So glasses then use built-in sensors. We basically use an image sensor, an accelerometer, and a pulse sensor to track the user's activities throughout the day and then provide real-time feedback to ensure that they hit all of their daily goals. So uh, they, they use a, a number of different proven psychological strategies to help users stay on task. For example, when the glasses detect that the user is distracted, they play an audio cue through the bone conduction speakers to help them refocus. And at the end of the day, the app will show a summary of their activities, telling them how much time was spent productively and how much time was spent on lower or no value activities like TV or social media. And then in addition to helping people stay productive, Specs also act as a, as a fully functioning headset, so you can take calls, play music, interface with your virtual assistant, and even track your exercise on there. Interesting. But nobody, like, just when you mentioned, like, it gives you, like, a, an, an audio notification, like, you can only hear these, correct? It's not like everybody around you can hear these. Exactly, yeah. We're, because we're using bone conduction speakers right um it, it resonates directly into your into your skull and into your eardrum from there so it, none of that um audio is propagated to the air outside or surrounding right because that would be like a dead giveaway you're wearing smart glasses right <laughs> exactly yeah okay so okay so keep going so how do you guys or how did you guys come up with all the sensors and stuff needed and then tie that to software to basically allow me to set up my tasks that I want to focus on and my tasks that I, I don't want or I want to get notified when I get distracted by. 
Yeah, so um, we knew from the start that we needed an image sensor because uh, there's no way to accurately track what you're doing without an image sensor or without um, without being able to detect what's in your surroundings. Right. Uh, so we, we started with an image sensor and we started building out our machine learning models, which would extract information from your environment and use that to infer what you were doing. And then through further research, we saw other products or other uh, uh, other researchers using things like uh, pulse oximetry, like a pulse sensor or tracking your breathing rate to also correlate that to a level of focus. So that's when we added that into our internal glasses as well. Interesting. Okay. So walk us through a bit of the, the prototyping process because any hardware startup has to go through probably numerous prototypes and then how did you guys actually get this funded? Did you self-fund? Did you raise some money? Walk us through that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so when we started, I think it was two years ago, uh, we got funded basically through a family friends round, okay. uh, a pre-seed round. Um, we, we got $50,000 basically just for prototyping and for proof of concept. And then from there, we uh, just, spend all of our time on development and developing these prototypes and um, getting something, getting something working. Um, and from there, that's when we decided to launch our, our crowdfunding campaign. Okay. So we, we launched an Indiegogo campaign and we actually uh, is when it launched and we raised uh, about a hundred thousand dollars Canadian in, wow. uh, in pre-sales on that. Congrats. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. It was, it was a lot more than we were expecting. Yeah, no, fair enough. But I also think like you touched on it earlier, like this is a huge problem, right? Like you're solving a huge problem that I think sure, maybe yeah. people, well, I think people could very much benefit your pro your product and your glasses at work, but it is a huge issue that you noticed just in like the education market. Yeah, definitely. Like just the education market itself, there's, there's, that means there's 4 million people in the United States that use Adderall at least because there's 16 million undergraduate students. Right. Um, and that's just in education, right? Like five to 10% of the North American population suffers from ADHD. Um, countless others just also are struggling to, um, you know, develop the, the right time management strategies and to help themselves avoid procrastination in the right ways. So yeah, it's, it's definitely something I, I it's definitely a problem that I see everyone striving towards solving. Sure. So I want to walk through a few more of the features and functionality that you get with the glasses and the app. Do you want to maybe cover some of those? Sure. Yeah. Um, so basically, Specs implements a number of kind of psychologically proven methods. Um, to, to keep you focused throughout the day. And, and one of them is, is uh, what I mentioned earlier about sending you audible cues just to condition your, your brain basically every time you get distracted uh, to remind you to refocus. Um, so that's, that's the first one. Uh, the second one that's really interesting is called something, something called mindfulness training. Okay. So uh, mindfulness training, at first when I heard of it, I thought, um, honestly, I thought it was bogus. It just sounded like meditation to me, and I, I couldn't imagine how this could be really effective at, you know, keeping people focused or mitigating addictive behaviors. 
Um, but right now, it's actually one of the top, if not the top, method of reducing substance abuse. Um, and it's used currently to help smokers, especially, uh, reduce these addictive behaviors. So the idea behind it is that um, you, you, have an, you have someone or you have an app or something tell you uh, to smoke mindfully in the case of smoking. Um, and you just do these mindfulness sessions uh, where you reflect on yourself and you become really aware of how you're feeling and what you're thinking when you engage in these activities. Because most people go through their everyday on autopilot, right? They, they do what they need to do, they get their work done, and then they go find um, the next short-term reward that they can receive, whether it's watching TV or eating or anything like that or, or smoking in some cases. But with mindfulness training, if you can separate that kind of uh, limbic system uh, desire for short-term reward and, and objectively think about what you really want out of this current activity, then, then you can essentially keep yourself from procrastinating, keep yourself from engaging in these addictive behaviors. Interesting. So how did you guys walk us through actually tying all that together? Because that's, that's a lot of stuff to put in um, like, gl like glasses frames and then actually tie that through Bluetooth to your smartphone app. Yeah, for sure. So um, my co-founder and I, we're, we're both engineers. I mean, our, our sure. background is in tech and circuitry design and machine learning. So all of that stuff was more or less straightforward for us, like developing okay. the actual tech, but implementing the right strategies to help people. Like, basically, the easy part is detecting when you get distracted. The right. hard part is once you get distracted, how do you get someone to refocus? Right. So to do that, we, we reached out to... Um, we reached out to a bunch of medical advisors, uh, neurosurgeons, um, neuro, neuro researchers, psychiatrists, and we, w with their advice, we've, we've developed these, these methods. So the, yeah, the first was audible cues, then you have mindfulness training. Um, and another interesting one that we, we integrated into our platform is, is gamification or basically helping you gamify your life by giving you rewards to work towards. Interesting. So one way we're looking to do that in the future is by partnering with businesses and by partnering with businesses, um, we can provide rewards on our platform that you achieve uh, when you hit your, your personal goals. So say I have a goal to procrastinate less and read more. I want to read an hour more every day. Okay. If, um, if I do that, and if I do that successfully, then I might get rewards from chapters or, indigo or some business that relates directly to my activities so right. i'm much more driven to to work towards this goal when there's a monetary or a somewhat monetary incentive so that's what we're looking to uh, to provide to our, our platform in the future okay and then what's the battery life on the glasses uh the battery life on the glasses we're still testing that out because right now we've basically finish the crowdfunding process and we're moving towards delivering. So we're okay. hoping to deliver our glasses in February. Okay. And then from there, we're hoping to use that as a jumping off point to get into clinical trials 
and to kind of build up a lot more uh, academic um, validation. Okay. So, yeah, uh, we're, we're just transitioning right now from development into production. Okay. Uh, but as of right now, the, the battery life is about 10 hours. Okay. So, like, obviously, like, a full day of – and then you – like, a full, like, work or school day and then some. Exactly. And you take it home, you charge it when you go to bed, and then you just put it on immediately the next morning. Right. Okay. And then um, let's talk about security because if you're watching people's entire day, like if somebody had access to that, like there's a lot of stuff that you guys are learning about people. So how do you handle the security around the data that is getting collected? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And that, that's a problem that we had to figure out how to tackle early on because right. – um, with all the privacy concerns these days, like everyone's worried about being watched. Um, so what what we decided to do is we decided to design our architecture around keeping people's data completely private and off the cloud. Okay. So your, uh, when your glasses capture image data throughout the day, um, it sends that over to your phone, but then the image data never leaves your phone. All of, all of the image processing is done within your phone. Uh, on your phone's hardware, and we can do that because with with recent advances in in technology, you can now run a lot of machine learning on your on your own uh, on your phone's like hardware. Right. So, yeah, we keep it all on your phone, and the image data never goes to a third party server or anything like that. So, essentially, it would be impossible for anyone else to access that information without physically having your phone breaking into it and somehow decrypting the data all of which is not really possible. Sure. And then how does it work, though, if I get a new phone? Do I start from scratch, or how does that work? Uh, so you basically, with, with Octopi, you can opt in to save your progress okay. on the cloud. Okay. That doesn't save the actual image data on the cloud. It just saves, you know, your stats right. on the cloud. Right, okay. And that will transfer over. But okay. the actual sensor data doesn't, doesn't go to the cloud. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Very cool. Um, so are you guys going to support Android and iOS out of the gate or just iOS or, or walk us through that? Uh, yes, we're planning on supporting both iOS and, and Android out of the gate. Okay. Other operating systems, it may take us a bit longer to implement. Sure. So am I going to be able, like, I obviously have to just Bluetooth them to my phone. Um, like, are you guys going to add, like, uh, wearable, other wearable support, like a watch? Or is that not really in the cards? Or, or like, it's kind of too early on to see if that's a thing that people want? Yeah, I mean, we've, we've had some customers ask about that. And that's definitely something that's on our, our, our list of future plans. Sure. Um, but right now, we're just focused on getting the product out to our customers and, and making sure that it's effective in what it does. Sure. So I, I was watching the like your demo video of, of uh, the guy reading. I, I know this is audio only and people can obviously go online and, and watch the video themselves. But do you want to actually try to explain what happens when I'm trying to focus on reading and I get distracted and because their notification or something pops up on my phone? How does that process kind of work? Yeah, so basically, if you're looking to focus for a specific, like a set period of time, yeah. um, you can set a work session in our app. 
So okay. you can set the exact activity you want to focus on, say it's reading, and then you can set the amount of time you want to focus on it. And so say you want to read for, for two hours, then um, once you set that up, it'll track your focus in real time, which is in the graph in the, like is shown in the graph in the demo video. Yeah. And when it detects that you're distracted by something else, um, like someone starts talking to you or you go on your laptop or social media, then it'll, it'll ding you. It'll give you a, an audible cue to, to remind you to, to refocus. Got you. Okay. Very cool. Um, and then how long roughly do the glasses take to charge? Uh, right now we're anticipating about two hours to charge. Okay. So that's not bad at all then. So like you, you realistically, you could get through a full school or work day, you come home. If, if they're not prescription lenses, what you guys support prescription lenses, you could just let them charge. And then as you're getting back into your homework or work for the evening, they'd be basically charged or at least partially charged. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's really, um, you can charge it as fast as you want. The, the balance is just between like long-term battery life right. and how quickly you charge because the, the quicker you charge, the faster, the, bat the, the hotter the battery gets. Um, so it, you'll just have to replace the battery sooner. So we found that two hours was kind of the balance. Okay. Um, if you use different charging adapters, it can be faster, but then you're just sacrificing the, the lifespan of that battery. Sure. So how can you, is it easy to change the battery in the glasses? Uh, yes. Yeah. For our, our production version, we'll have um, basically removable batteries. Which is actually a really big deal. That you don't yeah. have to like throw yeah, away the battery or the throw away the whole glasses, right? Just to replace a battery, which yeah, is exactly. interesting. Okay. Yeah, something I think Android and those other phones did really well. And um, it's something I, I definitely wish my iPhone could do if I could just replace the battery myself. Yeah, as somebody that's actually replaced uh, a battery in an iPhone myself, it is a nightmare. Like those screws are so yeah, tiny and like, yeah, it's, it's way more challenging than I think people realize. And you have to like pry everything apart and yeah, it's, it's not fun. So like being able to actually change yeah. the battery and you guys designing that in is actually really cool. Yeah. And then we're hoping, um, like you can purchase an extra battery with us for pretty cheap. So then you can just swap out batteries throughout the day. If you're working for, long periods of time and uh, basically just keep it going okay very cool so what is the cost for this kind of before you guys start shipping and then is it going to change after or, or what's the cost of these glasses so the the current cost of these glasses is 279 because this is our discounted uh, pre-order price right um, and then once we start getting into full production um, then that cost will will vary but it'll, we're, we're aiming for around four hundred dollars so we, we tried to price specs as close as we could to to regular glasses because a lot of glasses these days just regular eyewear goes for two or three hundred dollars um but it, it 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 is difficult as a startup um and trying to pack in all that circuitry in there to keep cost low so we tried to keep it as low as possible while still being in that normal range yep that's fair and then how do people that need prescriptions uh, or prescriptions actually go about getting their proper prescription into your glasses? 
yeah, so basically they, they uh, after you purchase your glasses, we send out a form to collect your prescription. Okay. And then uh, we, we just send that to our lens manufacturer and have that made. And then we assemble it and send that over to the user. Okay, interesting. And then, okay, so that's covered. And then um, if I read this correctly, like some insurance providers, like these glasses are covered, like, or walk us through that. Yeah, so uh, basically, um, vision insurance essentially covers all prescription lens, uh, all prescription eyewear. Okay. So you can buy reading glasses, you can buy sunglasses with vision insurance, or if you have FSA or HSA funds, then that's also legally, uh, you can legally cover any sort of prescription eyewear with that. And so if you purchase a pair of prescription specs, then uh, legally you can have that covered um, by, by these different sources. Interesting. No, I just thought it was important to mention that, right? Because, like, I think sometimes yeah, people sure. confuse, like, tech with, like, something that could actually just get covered by their health plan. Yeah, I, and I think a lot of people don't realize that prescription smart glasses can be covered. Um, and they end up paying out of pocket for it when they're going to use that money towards eyewear anyways. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely a good thing to mention. Sure. So is there a way to turn off, like if I'm just out with friends on like a Friday night or something, once COVID's gone, um, like, can I like turn off the glasses so I don't get any of the notifications and I can just use them like my regular prescription glasses or, or how does that work? Yeah. So basically the audible cues are only for set work sessions that you have. So okay. if you want to work for four hours and you specifically set in the app that you want to work for four hours, right. that's when you'll receive audible cues. But if you're just going about your daily life, if it, if it just pings you all the time, that would be kind of annoying. So right. we decided to make it only for work sessions. Um, and yeah, you can always turn off notifications at any time. The user has complete control over which features they want to enable and which features they don't want to enable. Got you. No, I, I like that's really cool, right? Because you're basically you can have tech in your glasses when you want it, and you can turn it off when you don't want it. Which is, I think, more and more people seem to be liking that idea. And I put myself in that category. Is like it's nice to check out sometime and get get away from technology. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's there's definitely a, a work life balance, and that's also why we decided not to put the display into the glasses because it can be distracting and it also kind of, you need that space from technology sometimes, like you said. Fair enough. But so just for people's understanding then, like when I'm in a work section, session, sorry, or something I, when the glasses are actually w like watching what I'm doing, it's getting stored on my phone. But when I'm out of that session, it's not recording what I'm doing as I'm like, shopping or at the grocery store or, or whatnot correct just for 100 percent clarity yes you can disable it at any time okay very you cool. just won't be able to track those activities anymore when you disable it right that yeah that makes sense so uh, you you guys are shipping hopefully in in february of, of next year um where do you guys kind of see this going? Are you going to follow it up with like a version two? Are you going to focus on adding more more software features? Or are you just trying to get this thing out and then kind of get feedback and iterate on that and, and see what customers 
kind of want you or where customers want you to take this next? Yeah, I, I mean, our main priority is solving solving kind of the problem of procrastination and, and time management and staying productive. So the, the first thing that we're going to do after we start getting our first batches out in February is we're going to look into doing that clinical study to validate right. the effectiveness of it. And depending on the results of that, we're going to iterate on our strategies and start to introduce new features to make this as effective as we can for existing customers. And then, um, and then once we have that down, that's when we can start to see, you know, a new product roadmaps and uh, new uh, different sort of products that we might be releasing. Very cool. Well, we're kind of coming to the end of the show. So how about we close with mentioning where people can actually go pre-order and get more information about uh, your smart glasses. Yeah, uh, so you, you can visit us at www.octify.ca. That's spelled A-U-C-T-I-F-Y. Um, and that'll take you to our Indiegogo page. Or you can also just go on Indiegogo and search up productivity boosting smart glasses and will be the first thing that comes up. Very cool. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to be on the show, and I look forward to keeping in touch with you, and have a good rest of your day, man. Thanks. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me. All right. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Please visit our website at buildingthefutureshow.com to join the free community, sign up for our newsletter, or to sponsor the show. The music is done by Electric Mantra. You can check him out at electricmantra.com and keep building the future.